Welcome to The Kicker, Columbus Business First regular look at the week in business. Uh, we've got uh, retail, real estate, tech, VC financing, sports business news to look back on. Uh, we have uh, with us today Evan Weiss, Carrie Ghosh, and Dan Eaton. Uh, first off, though, I should say congratulations to Carrie. She won the Business First uh, March Madness pool uh, this year. I believe that was your second victory, right? Uh, uh, it would be two first place and two second place in six years of playing. Wow, that is that is very good. I think you're our only or you're our second two-time champion, joining Dan Eaton uh, as well. Uh, as usual, uh, this was only for fun. Um, <laughs> it took me 11 years. Took you 11 years, yeah. I did win it once. Evan, you've never won anything, I believe, correct? In my life, anything. Uh, anything. Um, and actually, you have some uh, March Madness-related news, don't you? Why don't you yeah. give us that real quick? Speaking of that, we all know Villanova won the national championship in thrilling fashion. But as we reported this week, a study shows that if Ohio State's program could be basketball program yeah. could be sold on the open market, it's actually worth well more than way more than what uh, Villanova's is worth 240 million compared to 40 million Villanova's is the 54th most valuable program according to the study by Ryan Brewer who's a professor uh, at Indiana University Purdue University right and and it's all hypothetical it's if these college programs were to be sold on the open market and I think Ohio State came in fifth uh, Ohio State was Ohio State was fifth, yes, yeah. and the only Big Ten team higher was Indiana University. Yeah, and obviously the Ohio State brand was that. Isn't that a coincidence? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the, and obviously it's the Ohio State brand and playing in the Big Ten meaning more than performance, obviously for this year uh, since Ohio State didn't even make the tournament. Um, and we should note that that same professor he does football programs as well, and Ohio State is the number one uh, most valuable program. Correct? So they have that going for them. They yeah, are they the do. most valuable. Just clocked in just under a billion dollars, I believe, is yeah. what's the football valuation. My, my, so my. maybe Gene Smith should look into selling off some programs. I don't know. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but uh, it's good to think about. All right, uh, Dan, uh, why don't you start us off uh, on uh, retail? By uh, uh, the big news this week was Victoria's Secret is cutting some jobs. Yeah, it was uh, a, a bit of a surprise, at, le- at least at first, given the success that they've been having. Uh, you know, they put up several record years in a row. They they, yep. they dominate their their segment. Uh, uh, but then they announced they're they're laying off 200 people in uh, Columbus and New York this week. Uh, but the but the reasoning is that they are reorganizing the Victoria's Secret business and uh, uh, deemed these 200 jobs uh, redundant. Basically, what they're doing is the uh, for for all of its history, its direct business, the uh, online and catalog yep. has been regarded as a uh, as a separate division, and now they're essentially folding that um, uh, into the stores across a, a couple different uh, uh, categories: lingerie, beauty, and in their their pink, their college uh, uh, college aiming uh, uh, pink brand. So uh, in, in doing that, uh, they found that there's these 200 jobs, so these layoffs are happening. But, uh, but it's, it's not uh, – the, the move to reorganize the business isn't uh, uh, too shocking because it's been a big trend in the re- across the retail industry for, uh, for several years now. The big buzzword is, is omni-channel. Uh, retailers want to make it easy for customers, as easy as possible for customers to, to make their purchases. And a lot of that involves blurring that line between stores and online. So right. it's not surprising that they would want to move direct, essentially kind of in-house with the stores, because that's how operations are moving. Right. So the idea is I could, well, theoretically, somebody could go into a Victoria's Secret store, uh, not see a size that they, they need or something and, and very easily be able to order and have that either delivered to the store or delivered to their home 
Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of, of uh, variations in, in, in techniques and tricks that retailers are doing. Um, I'm not totally sure of what, because uh, uh, Victoria's Secret tends to be uh, somewhat secretive. Uh, uh, so they haven't quite laid out exactly what their right. omni-channel strategy is, other than that they're working on one. But but those are the practices you see, as they call it, buy online, pick up in store, buy online, uh, return in store, um, have gotcha. things shipped to stores. Uh, a lot of other retailers are doing this. DSW's been pretty aggressive with it. Um, uh, Abercrombie hasn't quite made those moves yet, but they're another one that has folded uh, their direct operations into stores and are now kind of regarding the whole business as one business rather sure. than separate uh, components. And again, this is not as much a financial move because, uh, as you reported, L Brands, the parent company, uh, posted uh, $1.25 billion in profits last year, and Victoria's Secret actually had $7.6 in overall sales, and that right. was up uh, for the umpteenth year in a row. I mean, yep. they've been growing and growing and growing. Yep, and, and the direct business uh, uh, for a little bit of, of, of size is $1.5 million of that uh, 7.2, or $1.5 billion, I'm sorry, of right. that $7.2 billion that Victoria's yeah. Secret does. Okay, okay, gotcha. All right, let's uh, pivot to uh, real estate. Uh, Evan, uh, you had a couple of uh, big uh, real estate real de redevelopment uh, projects you reported on, uh, one of them uh, becoming a trend in the short north. United Dairy Farmers is looking to redevelop their site in conjunction with Elford Development. They're yep. at High Street and First, First very high-profile location, and they've been on that site for many years, sure. long before... The short north developed into what it is when okay. you were probably more likely to get stabbed than get a craft beer yes in, I hear. in yeah. the area and they they have not disclosed any details but to say we are going to redevelop the site yeah but i mean the most likely uh if you looked at the trends uh in there would be some form of uh, mixed use uh, redevelopment uh i mean in fact the they're right next to the donato's Absolutely. Elford is doing right across First Avenue in conjunction with Donato's. They're doing that fancy two-story building with right. the Ram Craft Brewery and the upscale, trendy Donato's restaurant. And that could be a template for what they want to do with UDF. And then, of course, elsewhere in the short north, you're seeing Boer and White Castle do their mixed-use projects. So I think there are some templates out there for these restaurant partnerships where they they try to go for this more upscale mix of uses whether it's residential and office space with their retail or restaurant on the ground floor yeah and, and we're talking five or six stories would be maybe would more typical than you would than have the to you'd have to assume yeah and uh and and udf has the uh surface lot uh right next door so they've got the space if they wanted to build something a little bit bigger they do yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, pivot, speaking of White Castle, then, uh, that, that was the other big one. White Castle's headquarters on Goodale as you uh, head west out of downtown toward Grandview Yard. Uh, looks like uh, they're finally open at, uh, to some ideas after years of resisting. Yeah, they were. I don't think it was a well kept secret that that was a developable site. White Castle had been, they, they've been in those headquarters for 80 years. It's decades. Time, and yeah. it's not the most. Uh, sightly building out there. Uh, it's it's an interesting look. So I, I, I <laughs> an think... An interesting look, yes, and, okay. And, and, and they finally, it, it sounds like what finally allowed them to acknowledge, yes, let's let's go ahead and redevelop this, yeah. was last year selling off that man, a portion of their manufacturing operations. Okay. And that was, I guess, half the 18 acres of right. or what that took at so they they could step back and say, okay, this makes sense to redevelop. And like the, like the UDF in the short north, 
were scarce details at this point. Nothing, nothing really to point to to say it's going to be retail or, or office space or whatnot. Right, but but but, but again, by the same token, uh, there is a much more lucrative and better use of that kind of land than just simply a. a one or two story office building or two story office building. Yeah, that's what that's what they're saying. And they they also have not gone as as far to say we're going to for sure keep our headquarters there mm-hmm. or we're for sure going to include residential or whatnot. But I w- you would think it would be multi stories, um, uh, so multiple stories and probably a, and they've said a mix of uses. That's yeah, I mean, about there's, there's two brand new apartment complexes within a mile or even even closer. Yeah, right across I mean, the street. That's 600 Goodale, some upscale apartments. Yeah, and, renting uh, uh, upwards of a thousand dollars a yep. uh, unit. Yeah, and and by all accounts, doing very well. I mean, yes, they, they, yes. right, right, okay. Uh, all right, and then um, uh, we also have uh, some uh, healthcare and uh, VC news. Uh, big, big deal for a company that probably not very many people have heard of, uh, Carrie. So why don't you uh, fill us in on what is Crosschecks and why they attracted so much money? Uh, Crosschecks is a health IT firm. Um, Drive Capital's Mark Kwame met Sean Lane and um, an Ohio event. And- Sean is an Ohio native who was in Baltimore at the time. And Kwame said, what are you working on? He listed off a couple ideas. And when he got to this idea that ultimately became Crosschecks, Kwame said, stop what you're doing, move to Ohio, build this company. It'll be a billion-dollar company. And so what, what got him so excited was this idea of an internet for patient records. Now, we can't have patient records on the Internet because of health privacy concerns. So can there be a secure way for hospitals, doctors' offices, et cetera, to access all of your records wherever you are for you to have access to them from your phone or device? Uh, So they started very simply in the market with some small hospitals in southeast Ohio using fingerprint technology to verify and authenticate that you were that person who was checking into the hospital. Um, And this was immediately to address the problem of medical identity theft for opiate abuse. Uh, People would say, you know, I I steal your prescription or whatnot. So it was initially to protect against that, but they also at the same time were using their software to, to gather in records across different locations of the hospital. They'd find duplicate records. They'd find, you know, uh, someone checked in at the ER once and they transposed their social security number. So it created a second record. And so they're finding all these errors and errors that could be deadly to people. You know, we didn't know that this record shows this person has a heart condition. Mm -hmm. Um, So they've been spreading that to some 350 health systems across the U.S. They have now 50 million U.S. patients' identities sucked up into their system. Um, they want to double that this year, and you know, think there's 300 million people in the U.S. They're they're going after the yeah. entire population, and that's their nothing short of that is their goal. And what they've rolled out now, what this investment is for, is their first revenue generating. They didn't charge for a lot of this. Um, their revenue generating is to make hospital check-in, as convenient as it is to pull up to your auto dealer now when they come out to you with the iPad. 
So they are, mm. they're rolling out touch screens where you type in your phone number and birth date. When you come into the hospital, you sit down in the waiting room, there's a display board, and it says, now calling 614-XXX. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's, you know it's you, but it's still private, not announcing your name over anything. And they, they say they've reduced wait times in some of these hospitals where they rolled it out by 80%. And just making it secure, private, they want to increase patient satisfaction with their experience. Yeah, I mean, just by sheer convenience factor, it's going to do away with the clipboard, with the yes. eight pages of stuff that you fill out every single every time single you go time. to every single doctor. There uh, it is in your phone. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And then maybe it would reside with you and not in the hospital, which are increasingly being hacked, as we've seen with the hospitals yes. being held ransom for their data. Yeah, it was another story you did uh, where uh, it's kind of scary to think about uh, the, the uh, <laughs> amount of inroads that hackers can get into hospitals uh, and how difficult that is to secure. Um, uh, real quick, did we say how much money cross-checks got? They raised uh, $15 million for right. this big sales push, and it's the second time they've raised that same amount in two years. And they brought in some new investors, uh, including Columbus's own NCT Ventures. Drive was their initial investor. That's a right. $250 million fund. NCT is generally in the more um, medium company space. So this is a, a, a kind of diversion for them, mm -hmm. but maybe not really. Um, and Crosschecks' reasoning for that is they are so confident they're going to be super duper big and that they're going to pay off for their investors. They said, we, we want another fund in Columbus to be as big as Drive. We want to bring them a huge return. Yeah, and hopefully that money will then get spread to the other uh, uh, startups. And uh, just a little bit on the growth of Crosschecks, you said they only moved here and started uh, a few years ago. They had 30 employees at the year in 2014, 120 today, and they expect to add another 55 this year. Just about that, yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, that is some pretty they're impressive already, growth. Uh, they just moved last year to East Main Street and Forth, uh, and they're he says, oh, this building only has room for a couple hundred people. So they're already keeping an eye out for the yeah. future. Yeah. Where, you know, where can they fit even more people? Sure. Sounds a lot like Cover My Meds, which uh, mm -hmm. kind of went through that same trajectory. And they're, and they're in the same boat, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And then uh, I can't uh, let a week go by without talking about beer. Uh, <laughs> so, Dan, uh, you have yet another microbrewery. Is that correct? Well, it, it is National Beer Day. Oh, we it is? Are recording oh, well, there we song. go. I so should, should have just started with that. Yeah. I thought that was every day. Yeah, <laughs> for some of us. For some of us. Um, yeah, actually, a, a, a couple pieces of, of, of beer news. One I wrote about earlier this week is a, a brewery, a small brewery in Granville. Uh, there's a restaurant there called uh, My Chow on Prospect. It's a Vietnamese restaurant. Uh, a couple of folks who uh, who are from Granville, uh, uh, Scott Wilkins and his wife Ashley, uh, they they visited, uh, lived in Vietnam for several years as teachers, enjoyed the food, came back here, started a food truck, started a restaurant, and now they're adding a brewery onto it. The brewery is called Three Tigers. Okay, uh, it's right next door in downtown Granville. It is opening. Uh, the space will open in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the beer may take a little longer because they're not brewing on it yet, but uh, but they should have their own beer by mid-May. But that's another uh, another brewery opening up here in town. And then tomorrow, on Friday, uh, Kindred Artisan Ales, a uh, group in Gehanna, they are opening up their, uh, their public tap room. They have, uh, they've been working, uh, they're, they're around the market now. They started a couple months ago but, uh, working from their production brewery. Right. But they have a public space on Morrison Road 
Road, uh, just off of Hamilton Road, uh, that they're opening up tomorrow. It's where they're doing their uh, their barrel aging and uh, uh, they're uh, they're producing sours. They're doing a lot of that. And they're doing a lot of the fermentation for their beers on that site. They actually transfer uh, what's called the wort from their production brewery to this other site uh, uh, for their sours. So they have going to have two lines of beers. They'll have a, a lot of special sours and uh, and some other beers at this site. And then they'll have a line. They have a line of 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 kind of mass production beers as well. But they open up tomorrow on Morrison Road. All right. And uh, if you need to know exactly where that is, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Dan put together a map of the 50-some brewery taproom locations around Central Ohio that you can find on ColumbusBusinessFirst.com. What are we calling that? I, I think the Columbus Beer Map or the Columbus Brewers Map. It's yes. very, it's a very clever name. Yeah, I, I think if you just search beer yeah. and map, uh, it will, it will come up. It's a, it's an interactive uh, thing. It shows you uh, which ones have public uh, hours, and uh, obviously it's a map, so you can uh, zoom in, zoom out, see exactly which ones uh, might be grouped around, and uh, um, uh, it's a, it's a very interesting uh, feature. Um, also, uh, I should say, uh, if you haven't already uh, subscribed to The Kicker, uh, we are on SoundCloud, and you can also subscribe on iTunes. So I hope that uh, you will do that and that you will check back in next week when we will discuss uh, more business news. Uh, for that, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Evan. We will see you next week.